Pitaya. Hi everyone, I'm Joanna. And I'm Jenny. And this is Hyphenated, the podcast about living in the hyphen. Um, fun fact, me and Jenny and Kevin have been on this Zoom for an hour and 20 minutes <laughs> just talking shit. And we were like, shouldn't we record an episode? Oh, no. That's a good idea, especially because today's a special episode. It's a hugely, a hugely special episode. Why is it so special, Jenny? Because it's our 100th episode of Hyphenated. 100 episodios, mija. Eso no es nada. Eso no es nada para lo que viene. I'm just kidding. That was a lot of episodes. <laughs> That's a lot, yo. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I felt like a fun thing to do at the beginning of our 100th episode is remember how this podcast even came to be. I don't know if people know how this started. Yeah. So it was like the middle of the pandemic. We thought the world was going to end, which it did for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's... And I remember Pitaya, which is the network that we sort of belong to, reached out and asked me if I wanted to be a host for a, sh a separate show. And I remember mm -hmm. I did a test episode with this person who very funny, very lovely person, but like we just like did not have chemistry. It just didn't. Yeah work and I was really bummed and I really liked her and she really liked me but it just like it didn't it just didn't work and sometimes there's just this element that you need a in order to like make a show like this that it has nothing to do with how much respect and care and admiration you have for someone it's just like this x factor that you can't really put your finger on so I thought you know my my dreams of having a podcast were over but then um Pitaya came back and was like is there is there an idea you might have and i was like okay so there's a woman that makes content on the internet called jenny lorenzo um i've met her two times in my life <laughs> but i think that it would be great to have a podcast together because we have we share very similar como que i don't know perspectives on a lot of things but we're also incredibly different so and then i reached out to you yeah do you remember i do And it came at such a good time because I had I had been considering a podcast for a while. So many people were like, when are you going to do a podcast? You can do a po And I <laughs> I was overwhelmed by the thought of doing it on my own. Like to me, it was a nice idea. It's something that I was thinking about. A lot of my friends at the time had podcasts, pretty much like all my friends. Everyone. Uh, Everyone got a podcast in the pandemic. <clears throat> And it's like, cool if that was maybe the only thing I was doing, but I was so overwhelmed with the video front of things uh, that I didn't know if I had the bandwidth to have a podcast. And so when you came along and asked, I was like, this is perfect <laughs> because I'm not alone. I have an awesome podcast host. It's being produced. We're getting the assistance that we need. It, it couldn't be a more perfect situation because, again, the two times that we had seen each other in person and did take photos, the comments were always overwhelmingly positive and people just expressing how badly they want to see us work together mm -hmm. at any capacity. They're like, please, we just want Jenny and Joanna to do to something. Do something. Uh, it's interesting yeah. because a lot of people are like, so how long have you been like friends with Jenny? And I was like, Well, I think our friendship sort of se fomentó. It like flourished through this podcast. It's through yes. having to spend 
every week sitting and talking about like topics, you know, uh, deep and shallow <laughs> um, <laughs> that we really get yeah. to know someone. So our friendship has sort of been built on top of this podcast. And so people that have sort of shared this journey with us have been witness to a friendship blooming. Yes. And I remember we had an audition. We hadn't actually booked the gig of having a podcast with Pitaya. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the producers was like, hey, can, we're just going to listen in on a conversation for an hour. And we had an incredible conversation, I think, about telenovelas and like culture and this, that and the other. And I remember when we booked it, I was like, oh, this is great. And yeah. ever since we've had it, I felt like I've had an outlet to talk about things I care about, to be able to connect with our followers in a way that's more intimate and more like, I'm not trying to be funny. It's just, this is who I am and this is who you are. Mm -hmm. And we've had a loyal following that it's it's different when you sort of get on uh, YouTube and see how many views you have here. We don't really have those metrics as readily available and we don't have, you know, the comment section in this, but like, I know that people listen to this and it's an important part of their of their lives, uh, I'd like to believe. And so this 100th episode is is a big deal and it's very exciting. No, it absolutely is. And I, I do feel like this is just the beginning for us because there's so much that we want to cover. There's just new ways we want to go about doing this podcast. And it's always inspiring at the end of the year when Spotify does its uh, <laughs> infamous uh, wrapped. Yes. And so many people were tagging us um, because we were in their top five podcasts. Mm -hmm. And... You forget sometimes, like, oh, there are people out there who listen and listen frequently. And we were told specifically by Pitaya that we have an extremely loyal um, audience. So yeah. that's really nice. And so, you know, we were very grateful to all of you for listening each and every week, even if you can't, you know, you catch up and whatnot. But um, just know that you are immensely appreciated for your for your loyalship and your support oh yeah and i think a, a great way for us to celebrate you guys who are an integral part of this even though it's me jenny and kevin on this zoom every week we thought what better way than to involve our listeners into an episode so we're doing a mailbag episode you guys have been writing to our email hyphenated at .fm, for the year how, how long have we been doing this two years I guess two years. I guess yes, we've been two, years. two years. Two years. Oh my god! Nuts! I. What is time? I have what no idea. What is time? Uh, that's horrifying. Um, I can't believe we were doing this podcast the same amount of time I like did middle school. I hate how time works like that. Like it, I'm, I'm like seventh and eighth grade basically passed, and we've been doing this podcast. Panicking. Whoa. Um, so you guys have been writing to this email for a long time, and we. We want to shine a light on on what you have to say. So uh, I'm excited. I'm nervous. I'm hoping that it's all positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's scary to open the inbox because I'm like, oh, man, did did we upset anyone? Is everything OK? OK, are we ready to, to read the first? Yes. One? Yes. All right. Gabi Barraza, she wrote this uh, this year. She said, um, I listen to your podcast every week. It grounds me such as I am right now. I am simmering down for the night. Whenever I feel lonely, I listen to your podcast as a grounding strategy. Thank you uh, for doing a great show. I absolutely love it. Oh my God. Wow. That's really, that's really nice, man. I, I find it hilarious 
and and that someone would listen to me as a way to calm down <laughs> for the night. You know, that's it's funny. That's exactly what I thought. I'm like, really? Because I don't like to listen to myself. Um, but that's really sweet. That's really nice. It it helps me feel better. <laughs> about yeah, it. you know, I don't know what you do. Every evening, I have trouble sleeping. I, I I'm an anxious person, so every night is kind of like how I'm going to trick my body into closing my eyes shutting off your brain yeah and what i do is i i play like an episode or a movie i've seen the perfect amount of times like something i know i i know what's going to happen and i'm somehow still tickled by it so if someone uses us and our neurotic ramblings as soothing sounds (laughs) to rest (laughs) and like you know renew uh i am excited to tell my therapist that yes I think that's great. And I think we're ready for audiobooks. Yes. And perhaps children's story time. Oh my God, I would love that. But yes, we have apparently soothing voices and we're we're soothing people. So, that's great. So Gabby. Eh, Gabby. Go to sleep, Gabby. Go Gabby. to sleep, Gabby. Unwind. Unwind, Gabby. Can you imagine? No. Can you imagine if we... No. Um, okay, so the next email is from Peter Verastegui. Hola, Peter. He says, Hi, Jenny and Joanna. This podcast is all I never knew I needed. Me mudé a los Estados Unidos hace 14 años. Your episode, Visiting Latin America as a Latin American, made me tear up. OMG, the whole of your stories are invaluable. Las quiero y aprecio, Peter. Oh my God, I'm going to start crying. I like... I. I, I feel such a, I, I wish I could meet these people in person because right. it, it, sometimes it just feels like we're talking into a microphone in our, in our room. Um, and I had forgot about that episode. And I remember we thought of it and I was like, I don't think anyone's going to feel connected to this episode, but I guess people find things to connect with when you just talk about the specificity of your experience. And that's all it takes, you know? I mean, again, that's why... I'm glad we have this podcast because we get to be ourselves, Mm -hmm. uh, which is always scary, right? But it's nice when other people can relate and take something. Okay, let's read the next email. (laughs) Let's. All right. This is by Alessandro Reidel. Hola. I'd like to start by saying I've absolutely loved listening to your podcast as a first generation Nicaraguan. I'm so excited to hear conversations I can relate to. Uh, Your podcast has created a space that encourages people to embrace their identity with all its complexities. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, As someone who is working to regain the fluency with Spanish, um, I've pondered the role that Spanish language plays in Latino identity. That's we talked about this. We did an episode about a language, I think. Yeah. Or many episodes about language. I think one of the things I've enjoyed a lot about this, and I think I didn't notice until I moved to the States, um, not even moved to the States, I think started working in an environment that there were no other Latinos, which because in college, I always had Latino friends, but how, how much my brain is like fully bilingual and how I don't speak any language fluently. And I need both to be like a normal person. And this podcast, like cuando empezamos a hablar en español and you just like move on. That's how I speak in my day-to-day life with the people I'm closest to. But mm-hmm. at work, I kind of can't, you know? Yeah, yeah. Entonces, I think that was something we never talked about. But how we treat language on the podcast itself is like how we how we talk. Like we, we sprinkle Spanish in 
because that's how our brain works, not because we're trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like these shows that try and write stuff in Spanglish. And as a Spanglish speaker, I'm like, I would never say that. I would never say, oye, mijo, let's go to the biblioteca and hang out to talk to my abuela. Like, I'm like, that's not how Spanglish works. Oh my works. God, it's the freaking worst. It's the freaking <laughs> worst. It is cringe to the... <laughs> To the 10th degree. degree, it's, oh, my God. Me cae reggaete mal. really awkward. Uh, yeah, no. I I love being able to switch the, the languages and speak Spanish. and um, But at the same time, I'm very understanding of those whose parents um, had them assimilate and not learn Spanish. And that I don't think that makes you any less Latino. Mm-hmm. So this isn't me being like, ah, I'm superior because I know Spanish. You know, that's not the case in any way Uh, but i but i personally am grateful that spanish was my first language it has gotten me through a lot and it's i mean i don't i wouldn't have a career like in this moment if i didn't Mm -hmm. speak spanish because all of my content is bilingual deberíamos hacer un episodio en español o sea no sé cuánta gente lo escucharía porque también he visto que la gente me ha escrito como que gracias por tu podcast porque estoy aprendiendo inglés y tu podcast me ayuda con la pronunciación. Pero si hacemos un episodio 100% en español sería interesante. O sea, como que I'd be open to it. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, your Spanish is definitely stronger than mine, but mine has gotten better. There will I be moments that I will, that I will stop and pause because I'll forget a word entirely. That's okay, but we can do it in Spanish. Puedes decirlo en inglés if, si no piensas en la palabra. Claro, I'll do the, I'll pull the Selena. Estoy muy you, excited. Sí. <laughs> I'm the, estoy muy, muy excited. I didn't know Selena didn't speak Spanish. I was like kind of no. like shocked by it when I found out. I was like, what the fuck? It's kind of like Becky G. I worked with Becky G at Flama and she's huge in the Latino and Spanish language uh, music space. Ella casi no habla español. O sea, yeah. And, and it, 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 claro, you hear them sing, like Jennifer Lopez, you hear them sing and you would just assume, but they, you know, there's a lot of Latinas that don't speak Spanish. Yeah, exactly. And I just think it's ridiculous, like the elitism of some people who, you know, it's like, I'm sorry, like everyone has their reasons. I can understand why in specific regions of the U.S., some Latino families made the decision to not teach their kids Spanish. Like, it's survival, right? So mm-hmm. I don't... And people are like, I... It's... Especially people in Miami, you know how they be. Um, they're like, I but what a shame. You know, lo, lo, the parents didn't teach them. I'm like, okay, like, sit down, Gloria. Anyway. Also, Gloria did not even attempt to assimilate. Like, she probably doesn't even speak English. She's like, estoy en Miami, no necesito aprender nada. Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite problem in Miami. They're like, well, I'm here. I don't need yeah. to speak English. Um... So whatever, <laughs> but uh, our next our next email here is from Charles Bonilla. Hola, I did theater in Venezuela. I moved to Argentina, and I had a thousand expectations. But the biggest opportunity I had was working in a call center scanning what? people. <gasps> God, my goodness, Charles. Charles, Charles. After three years there, I came to the USA, and honestly, things have been much better for me. I don't scam anyone anymore. Yay, Charles. (laughs) You have helped me to have perspective on many essential things in my process. I returned to doing theater. I found a community of people with whom I can be open without feeling the fear that they want to harm me for being an immigrant or queer. I don't think I would have if it wasn't for hearing your voices all this time. Thank you for making my life as an immigrant better. Hug. Okay. Whoa. That was an emotional roller coaster. 
What? Um, I need to know more. Uh, Charles, please send Charles. us another email. Uh, what do you mean you were scamming people? Because I, I wanna, <laughs> I want el chisme. Um, I mean, no judgment because you got to do what you got to do. Um, my mom has been scammed three separate times. Uh, I don't know why you would think she learns her lesson. Um, when I'm in her house, like this has happened several times. I like wake up in the morning and I'm like, I see my mom on the phone, like pissed. And I'm like, ¿Qué pasó, mama? and she's like, es que me llamo Apple. Y resulta que Apple me va a quitar la computadora si no pago. And I'm like, mom, Apple wouldn't call you to take away your computer. Like this is a scammer. And she's like, no vale, chica, this is real. And it's happened three separate times. Um, oh, it might have oh been Charles. God. It might have been Charles. And Charles, you know Charles. what? My mom should know better. So... <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's so wonderful, Charles. Oh, my God. The fact that you returned to theater. I know that feeling because I once left theater and it wasn't to scam people. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I know what it's like to be called back to something that you're really passionate about because you really feel it in your gut and in your spirit and that you feel safe. Um, that's so freaking important. And it's wild that we had any influence on that. And so... We're very proud of you and we're very happy for you. And I hope that you're still doing the damn thing and being the amazing thespian that you are. That's so nice, Jenny. I'm still stuck on the scamming. I literally think he needs to write like a one act play or something. Oh, that you would need be great. to do something with this. I need to. There's no Netflix show about. Well, there's a lot of scammers, but not not call center scammers. I want all. Yes. Tea. Um, so, Charles, maybe we'll have you on the show and we'll interview you because you seem like a very interesting person. <laughs> No, absolutely. Thank you for, for writing us, Charles. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Um, all right. We have a message from Colleen Valles. Uh, Jenny and Joanna, I've been a fan of you both for a long time. Excited to doing a podcast together. Growing up as a working class Latina in California, um, I never resonated with the people in movies on TV and books we had to read for school. I'm Gen X, so having us read diverse authors in school was nowhere near the radar. I vowed that when I grew up to be an author, I would write about people who are like me and have them be the heroes of the type of stories I love. So that's what I've done. Oh, my God. Whoa. Damn. Okay. Uh, this is, wow, this is really great. Colleen Valles. Wait, she has a website. Let me see. I'm going to Google. Yeah, everyone needs to look up Colleen Valles, author. Oh, my God. Look at her. Fiction writer. Hell yeah, girl. Yes. She loves bike ride, books, donuts, tea, and writing. Oh, love it. Well, that is remarkable. I, I wish we could be friends. Yeah, let's be friends, uh, Colleen. Why don't you write a book about two weird, um, under-medicated uh, Latina comedians who have a podcast, and then, I don't know, maybe <laughs> they become rulers of the world. Who knows? I don't know. That's just a pitch for your next <laughs> book. I would uh, like to read um uh through my narcissistic desires. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that's dope. I think that's very cool. I it feels odd to hear that we've inspired people. I just I I deflect stuff like this with humor cuz I feel uncomfortable receiving this. <laughs> I feel uncomfortable receiving these kind words. I don't know why. I feel um like unworthy yeah so i feel weird right now and very thankful <laughs> i'm so awkward i mirror your feelings i think i think it's because i don't know if it's a comedian thing i just um i don't really take myself very seriously and so so it's so it's not like a, it's not a low self-esteem type of thing it's just uh yeah i guess it's that i just don't take myself so seriously mm -hmm. 
it's nice to know that even being myself, I can help people versus just like my creative videos. You know what I mean? So that's really, really nice because this is one of, again, one of the many reasons I'm in entertainment to begin with is mm -hmm. to reach people, change lives and in the way that I can, because I am not smart enough to be a doctor or, <laughs> mm -hmm. or you know, change the world in that way. And so um, it's nice that we're able to do this the way we know how. It's it's nice to hear and uh, we appreciate it. I, I definitely want to read the next one. Please. So these two kind of, you know, they go hand in hand um, regarding topic uh, from Samantha Unger and Rick McCarthy. Samantha was like, hola, amigas. I meant to comment on your ADHD episode when I heard it, but I, of course I forgot until two weeks later. Fucking I perfect. I get it, girl. Uh, Gracias por la inspiración. My parents, too, avoid the subject. They hate the thought of getting a label that ruins one's reputation and of having an excuse for one's actions. So I appreciate your encouraging people to get official diagnosis and therapy. Now, after hearing the ADHD episode, I'm actively looking for people who can help. I appreciate the call for empathy in this highly polarized world keep up the good work. And then um, Rick said, I find it really refreshing that you guys are talking about a lot of issues that don't normally get brought up otherwise, especially when it comes to mental health and the stigma that's surrounding dealing with those issues. Um, I've suffered from anxiety my whole life and they hit a point during the pandemic where I realized I needed to address them. Thanks uh, to my finally accepting that I needed help. I've been working with a professional for the last year or so and I'm well on my way to realizing the best version of me. Oh my God, I love this. I mean, if we can inspire this. people to go to therapy, I can die happy. This, <laughs> this right here, this right here. Absolutely. And I think that's something you and I have in common, right? Because mm -hmm. we're, again, we're just very open about our shit. Literally, I've talked about my bowel movements. You've talked about your shit. I've talked about my shit <laughs> in, in every way possible because I grew up in, in, I guess, around a lot of people who were just very oppressed in like expressing themselves and no one can talk about their problems and everything needs to and i'm like no fuck that shit like mm -hmm. no we all have freaking issues and i think the more we talk about it the more people will have empathy for each other and and not be so judgmental and shitty yeah i'm of the theory that um i learned what an isosceles triangle was and i never used it in my life uh, and I think that instead of learning what an isosceles triangle is, which is fine, or maybe not instead of, but if we're going to learn what an isosceles triangle is, I also think that therapy should be a part of school. I think you should be forced to sit with a therapist and oh my figure God. out how your brain works and be like, okay, so you do this, you, like that better prepares you for adulthood than like the Pythagorean theorem, Pyth Pythagor Pythagorean well, that knowledge didn't stick. Um, I feel like uh, <laughs> this is great. And I, you know, I remember feeling shame about like my anxiety and my ADHD, like a lot of my life, especially when I was a kid. And now it's just so funny to me how much I don't care <laughs> that people know all my like. I don't give a shit because I'm like, bitch, you got something going on too. Okay. No te haga. Todo mundo mm -hmm. tiene problema. Todo Everyone does some embarrassing shit. People have health issues, mental health issues, family drama, you know, weird quirks and, and kinks. Like, yeah, enough with the bullshit. That's that's where I'm at. I sound like a really jaded old New York lady. <laughs> enough with the bullshit. Just with fucking, the bullshit. Just fucking be yourself, God damn it. We all got <laughs> problems. We all got problems. Air it out. It's okay. 
I love the world's this voice ending. Journey. The world's ending. <laughs> I fucking love this character so much. I think this should be a, an abuela character. It should be the Jewish abuela character. The world's <laughs> ending, and we're all just we're all gonna be in it, and who gives a fuck? So everyone just say what's on your mind, and fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> who fucking cares? Um, <laughs> all right, we got a we got a message from Marisol Espinal. Um, hello, I've recently discovered hyphenated and I love it. The funny thing is my high school Spanish teacher used to show our class. Oh my God. What? Used to show our class your comedy videos. <laughs> and here I am full circle listening to this podcast. Uh, I felt like I was meant to find it. Can I just parenthesis say, <laughs> you don't know how, uh, you don't know how shocking it is to me that what happens to me now is people come up to me and they're like, oh my God, I've been watching your stuff since I was in high school. And they're like a oh, full grown girl. adult. And I'm like, I hate this, but I'm don't hate it. I, I just hate how time flies. I'm very thankful people right. still follow right. us after so many years. Um, okay, let's continue. <gasps> I'm Peruvian American. My dad is an uh, immigrant from Peru and my mom is a fifth generation Texan. And she, you know, she's saying she comes from two different worlds um, and that she listens to us on her drives to work. Uh, thank you for being authentic, funny, and yourselves. Oh, she looks forward to Thursdays with Joanna and Jenny. Well, Marisol, um, I'm so glad we make you feel less alone in in, in your struggle. Um, it's 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 crazy how lonely life is. People don't warn you. Yeah, people don't warn you how lonely life is. Jesus Christ, like especially after. You go to school, you go to college, and then you have some form of shared experience with like a big group of people that are your age. Yeah. And then you enter the workforce and it's like that's gone. And you are kind yeah. of the only person fully living what you're living and yeah. um, finding little pockets of places where the Venn diagram intersects with people like us. Uh, we felt very lonely actually creating content online. And we've talked about that a lot, but that one of the reasons we did this podcast is because like I was really lonely dealing with making content, putting it online and, you know, not having coworkers necessarily um, and not having, like, I would ask for advice for my friends, but they didn't know what it was like to be. And then you were one of the few people in the world that I could be like, I got this horrible comment on the internet and I, it's like, I can't shake it off. And instead of what people used to do, which was like, my friends was like, oh, just ignore it. Cause they've never gone through something where like people are harassing them online. Like you get it. And it, that shared experience is like, challenging to find but once you find it it's like so nice absolutely i absolutely okay i think we should do one more what do you think um and i think this last one yeah. um uh this last one uh jenny if you want to read it and also uh read what email it's coming from because yeah, we don't you. have the name of the person no <laughs> who said they omitted in. their name on purpose but you know um it's from marty mcfly guy 1985 at hotmail.com <laughs> They said, you guys are okay, but what about your producer? He sounds fascinating. Please tell us more. I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say our producer, Kevin, wrote this email in and put it into the document. <laughs> I saw him typing it. as, as <laughs> You saw him as, typing it? I saw, <laughs> on the Google Doc. I'm like, oh get, my God, get Kevin. Te tipo. I, of course. Oh my God. Well, of Kevin, course. you've become an integral part of this podcast. Uh, you went from being sort of in the shadows to sort of being kind of a co-star in this. Um, <laughs> can you hop on this Zoom and, and say hi to everyone and uh, maybe tell us high point, <laughs> high point and low point? 
He's setting up his mic. Oh, he's getting his mic ready. <laughs> he has to sound profesh. Mic. He does. He, he has does. to he sound profesh. Well, I don't know why that person wrote that. Yeah. I don't even know how to get to Hotmail. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I've worked with Jenny for a long time. And then when the opportunity came up to produce on this show, which was already being produced, and they just were looking for a different producer. Jenny was like, do you want to apply for this? And I was like, I don't know anything about about this. Uh, But I did it. And and yeah, I think it was a group of other people, a bunch of other people who are much better qualified. And then you guys were just dumb enough to to go with me instead. (laughs) Yeah, we were so stupid. (laughs) Can't believe it. And then I was for me, it was like a monkey paw where it's like, oh, great. Now I got to not just figure out Jenny's schedule to shoot videos, but Jenny and Joanna's schedule to to record a podcast, which sounds it sounds easy. So hard. It sounds easy, guys. But you know how like people say it's like herding cats. This is like <laughs> like corralling two separate cats on two opposite sides of the planet to each like get yeah. on a Zoom call. Literally, like it's like getting trying to get cats to be on a Zoom call. Um, okay, so I'm assuming that's the low point and not the high point, the corralling of the cats, um, the corralling of these <laughs> metaphorical cats that are me and Jenny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're very cute cats. They're very they're cute, cute cats. cats. What cute cats? Um, with good opinions. Okay, and we'll, and then what's the high point? Yeah, the hardest part is 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 coordinating, and the best part is I didn't realize how creatively fulfilling this would be. You know, I'm a writer, and I produce. I'm a video producer, and I'm a director, and that feels very like that makes sense to me. And being able to like like find guests or like help you guys come up with topics or help you come up with like things that can be said or brought up uh, during the episodes uh, and then seeing where those, that conversation goes. Uh, it's just really neat. Like I actually go and I'll listen to the podcast later and I'm always like, especially months later, I'm always like, wow, like did we, we did that, you know? I can't believe Kevin, you listened to our conversation from start to finish. Then mm-hmm. you listen to it over and over again as you're editing it. Like you must, there was a point where you told me that you started talking like us you started yeah. like in like intonating like us like can you yeah. believe like you were like oh my god the, the amount of hours i listen to these women is just yeah it, it's i it's, listen to you guys record yeah and then i go later and then i sync it all up and then i listen to you guys again and i edit it down and like you know take out all all of your ums and us and likes and as i was saying and you knows and <laughs> Mira, what a job, bro. Sometimes there's farts. You liar, bro. Sometimes there's police cars. That uh, is accurate. Yes. I'm always the police is always after me. <laughs> I my biggest regret is uh of this of the, this podcast was I, I'm glad I started saving all the outtakes halfway through because we had that great episode that was really funny. The bloopers episode. The bloopers, yeah. I wish I would have saved all the uhs and ums and likes Bro. and had a whole episode of you guys just being like, uh, um, like, uh, um, um, um like, like, um, um, because um, it's um, literally, um. I'm going to say at least two minutes of that every episode. That's horrifying. Um, I can't I should that. have taken, I should have taken that speech class in college. Oh God. Yeah, I do it a lot less now. I, can't, I When I first started this, I was like, I really have to make them sound good. And professional. And then now, uh, <laughs> essentially, like a little over a year or, or a year and a half that I've been doing this and uh, and then knowing you guys better 
especially you, Joanna. I'm like, no, you guys are just going to sound that way. As much time as I spend trying to fix what you're saying, it's just... That's just what you're going to sound like. Wow. How fucking, well, I'm going to tell you something. I listened to a, an episode recently. I'm like, oh, the bloopers episode. I was like, I kind of want to listen. And I was like, I hate how I talk. Bro. I'm like, I sound Same. so stupid 99% of the time. Um, So thanks, how are we Kevin. voice actors? How did this? Okay. Well, I don't know how this happened. We're, we're good at pretending. Well, that episode, I didn't edit any, anything. I just like the raw, the raw footage was just put on the timeline. I didn't take out. I didn't like take out the spaces or anything. Yeah, so I can tell. Unfiltered. And it was great. It was fine. All the episodes should just be outtakes. So then you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to edit. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite edit is when, uh, when one of you says something and then, uh, and finishes your thought. And then the other one realizes that it's not their time to talk. And there's like a 20 second, like awkward pause. Oh yeah, yeah. I have a <laughs> response to that, <laughs> and then uh, and then I make it sound like you guys are like just crack, you know, like, boom, boom, okay, boom. You know, okay, okay. You know forth. what, Kevin? What, Kevin, that was great. Thank you so much. Go back. Go okay, back bye, to not okay, speaking bye, on this bye. podcast. Yeah, you're thank revealing you. far too much information. <laughs> and we don't fart. We don't have assholes. Okay, thank you. Bye. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, I just want to say. Thanks to our listeners once again. Um, I loved reading your emails. We loved reading your emails. Um, it just feels good to know we got we got people out there listening to us. And, um, you know, I don't know. It just, I sound stupid now. Now all I'm thinking about is my ums um, and likes and us. And I can't like, focus. I'm like, so thank you um, so much for, um, like, listening um, to our, like, um, uh, podcast. And um, I really yes. hope. Um, that you have a really great rest of your year. Um, I hate this. Merry um, Christmas um, and um, happy um, new um, year. Um. Okay, uh, I just had an aneurysm um, <laughs> and it sounds like you did too. So. <laughs>